Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're picking up right where we left off in verse 49 of Luke chapter 8 today. While he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just have faith and she will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, James, and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, Stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him because they all knew she had died. When Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, My child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned and she immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted that they not tell anyone what had happened. Again, we're picking up right where we left off as Jesus is on his way to Jairus' home. You remember from the last episode, he is just finished having this encounter with the woman who is suffering from internal bleeding. And as he's still in conversation with her, it seems that Jairus hears the worst news that a person could ever hear. And that is the news of your child is dead. And in the time of mourning and loss, now that Jairus's world has been flipped upside down, maybe if he was a little faster, maybe if they hadn't stopped, then his daughter would be all right. Jesus comes and gives him a message of hope. And there's a few things that I think it's worth pointing out here as we look at this passage. The first is that the people delivering this message wouldn't have come with the message of this girl being dead if it wasn't true. This isn't a message that that's based on her rate of decline. She might have still been alive, but uh, we came based on how far she was gone. She's likely dead now. They wouldn't have come to tell him this unless it was true. They would have verified that this girl was in fact dead. Okay, so we've got that. If they knew, others would have been aware of this occurrence as well, which is why what Jesus finds when him and the inner three disciples and these girls' parents uh, come into the house, they hear and see all of these people wailing and mourning. Other people know and are aware that this girl is deceased. Jesus is sympathetic and he is uh, giving Jairus a message of hope, right? Even though this isn't the message of sympathy that we'd expect to hear at such a time, right? What we say when we sympathize with people who have lost loved ones is, we're so sorry for your loss, and and we sit and mourn with them. But instead, the message of sympathy that Jesus gives is not so much sympathy as it is a message of hope. It is a message for Jairus to continue to have faith and that this girl will be fine. Hard to reconcile that in your mind, right? To balance this out, how in the world will she be fine? She's dead. There's no coming back from that. But then Jesus here, still desiring secrecy, comes back with Jairus uh, and, and brings her back to life. And this is really remarkable. Remember that up to this point, the longer the disciples are with Jesus, the new, the more new things they see him do, the crazier the miracles seem to be. They have not only seen him control the weather and cast out multiple demons, but now this is the first time the gospel writers tell us that he has brought someone back to life. This is something that has not happened in centuries in Israel's history. And even then, it was an extreme circumstance. Jesus here, in the middle of all of this, still desiring secrecy, brings her back to life 
asks for secrecy, even though her life is going to be the testimony of the fact that he has done something unbelievably indescribable and miraculous. It seems counterintuitive of why Jesus would want the secrecy, even though it's kind of hard to keep something like this secret, right? And as we consider this passage, I think there's still a few things that point that's worth pointing out as we consider Jairus, this little girl, and the woman that Jesus has had this encounter with, with the internal bleeding. First off, they both seek to receive something from Jesus, right? Both Jairus and this other woman, they expect to receive healing of some kind. Whether they receive it uh, and what they receive is more than what they asked for or expected, right? You consider the woman with internal bleeding, she didn't want to even take Jesus' time. If I just touch his robes, it'll be a drive through healing kind of thing, and he'll go on his way, and I'll be fine. What happens here is that they receive this healing, but it's more than they would expect. The mentality that's presented from both of them is that Jesus is too busy for me. He's so important. Who am I that I would take up more of his time? I don't need to burden him if I can help it. But what happens here is that Jesus still seeks them out. This woman, he touches him and they could have been two ships in the night and they could have passed on and and nothing would have been, no one would have been the wiser. But Jesus stops, right? In the middle of his, his, in, uh, in the middle of his urgent route to Jairus's house, he stops and takes time to find this woman and he seeks her out and he finds her. And he, she has an encounter with Jesus, which is more than she ever asked for or expected. At the same time, Jairus hears this message that his daughter has has passed away. And the message that he receives is, you don't need to bother the teacher anymore. And what he receives is still an encounter with Jesus where his daughter is still revived back to life. And Jesus here, as he um, goes above and beyond people's expectations, he acts in a way that is contrary to what they expect, which is an incredible Uh, and beautiful thing to consider as we uh, think about the person that we follow and worship. So the takeaway question for us today is how does this passage change what we know to be true and what we believe about Jesus? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Epistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.